The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, good morning. I'm Brian Wickert, the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors, along with son, David Wickert, who's our chief client experience officer and senior loan consultant at AccuNet Mortgage. If you got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855 616 1620 Old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show and any of our past shows wherever you normally get your podcast. So, David, kind of another, uh, mm, uh, how do you sugarcoat this? Um, can't. Bad week for interest rates. Why is that? Well, it's a combination of two things. So we were telling Libby, and as we've said for many, many years, good economic news or healthy updates about the American economy is bad news for interest rates. Yep. And so you you said there were a couple readings this week, but I'm going to I'm going to tell you the one when bad news is bad news. Yeah, that is. Uh, so that was this week we got the core PCE or as I've been I stole from an author artisanal inflation reading. Oh, an artisanal inflation core reading. Core PCE which is personal consumption expenditure. Ah, it, it, we were hoping for 4.3 came in at 4.7. 4.7 what? 4.7? 4. 4.7% year over year. Greater uh, inflation? This is correct. an inflation reading, This right? is an inflation reading, and, and it's kind of, I don't know, is this the third, fourth, fifth reading where we all thought a couple weeks ago, you know, yeah, we're kicking the butt of inflation, and it's starting to come down, which is true, but I think the market got ahead of itself on where we were hoping, we, we thought we were losing weight faster, and then we stepped yeah. on the scale and said, oh, I, I do need to keep eating healthy still more. And the reason that the artisanal uh, personal consumption expenditures is really important to uh, the market is because that is the Federal Reserve's preferred reading preferred. of inflation because it takes into account not just the prices of things, but also what people are actually buying, right? Yeah. So if they're switching from steak to ground chuck, it captures that. Whereas that consumer price index thing that the market also pays a lot of attention to doesn't really take into account what people are buying. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, PCE, as you've said before, it matters if you are in the market. Like a used car, it doesn't matter if used car prices go up. That's what CPI measures. Yeah. It's if I have to buy the car, what did it cost me more? That's yeah, what because, CPE yeah. is. It's I actually had to pay this because right, I was in the so, market. So we've been tracking the shift in interest rates through the eyes of a repeat customer of mine who was a homeowner, then became a renter, and is now back in the market to stop renting, a common motivation for uh, home shoppers. And so he's looking for a condo in the 180000 to $230,000 price range in Waukesha County. Mm. And when we first pre rock solid pre-approved him like four weeks ago, uh, at the beginning of February, I was able to offer him, this is with 10% down on a $220,000 offer that he was making. I was able to offer him at that time 5.875 with, are you ready? No points. 
And because he has excellent credit, wow. the annual percentage rate, which just reflects the cost of the private mortgage insurance for the first part of the loan, was only like 6.15. Well, now, uh, four weeks later, uh, if we want that same low closing cost deal, we're at 6.99%. Yes. Yeah, you over there with the plaid shirt? This is a, this is a sassy question. But has he called off his home search now that rates have done what they've done? Not that I know of. Okay. Because guess what? He wants to buy a house. Or a condo. Well, right. But and, 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 and let me just tell you what the payment difference is on that, because it, it's not nothing. It's 145 bucks more on his $198,000 mortgage. Now, again, I don't think that's going to dissuade him. Mm -hmm. from getting out there. But here's the other thing we've been doing every week. And uh, and that is saying, hey, in the eyes of Bill, not his real name, right now there are, good news, 12 listings of condominiums listed between 180 and 230 okay. in Waukesha County. David, how many do you think have accepted offers? All of them, and they have secondary offers behind them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sassy boy. Yeah. The answer is 11. So uh, there's only really one kind of What's wrong with offer. that? What's wrong with that last one? It, Who knows? My guess is I didn't it's double new? click on that. It's probably just went on the market. Okay. Last year when your brother-in-law Tim and I were doing the show, the answer was there were 12 on the market and nine had offers. Okay. And so we hypothesized that, you know what? Those three are probably have offers, you know, yeah. by Monday. So uh, when we come back, I am going to uh, share some number grinding that I did because, again, you keep reading things in the national media that says, oh, uh, home inventories are way up. And so the tide has turned and it's no longer a seller's market. Well, I did some serious digging into the Metro Milwaukee Multiple Listing Service this morning to look at both um, inventory Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, hey, where is inventory going in the five-county Milwaukee metro area? And then I also took a look at, hey, let's just look at the February sales that have occurred so far and been recorded. We're two working days away from the end of February, but hey, let's just see what's going on. The very latest in what's happening with uh, home sale prices versus their original asking prices when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, we're going to talk about southeastern Wisconsin, but in order to put that in perspective and to drive home the point, hopefully, that there are multiple truths in the universe, I got an email from a, a, an acquaintance of mine, a realtor in Naples, Florida, where we help lots of Wisconsinites and, and Illinoisers and Minnesotans buy homes because we are licensed in uh, Florida. So if you want sunshine instead of ice storms, get on down to Southwest Florida. Well, in the Naples area, uh, this cute infographic that he sent over via email says, overall inventory is up, wait for it, 123%. There are... Wow. 2,699 homes uh, in in Naples. Now, remember, that's not a whole county. Naples is one area within Collier County. Um, 
Another true statement is that their overall closed sales, and this is for January, we're down 34%. That's pretty similar to uh, the five-county Milwaukee metro area. But another divergence is that new listings in Naples are up 3%, 1,338 new listings. Okay, so I say all that so that I can tell you in my research, uh, we're going to start with January and then work into February, looking at the five-county metro Milwaukee area. Well, first of all, the number of home sales were down 21%, but I didn't compare it to last, to 2022. Mm -hmm. This is comparing it to pre-pandemic January of 2019. Okay. All right. So I'm kind of changing the metric here. And so uh, only down 21% from 2019. There were 685 successful buyers and sellers using a real estate agent. That is 180 fewer sales than in January of 19. All right. But check, check this out. The median sales price of a single-family detached home was up 80 grand. Now, albeit that's over a four-year period. Yeah. And the median was $278,000 in January of 23. So if you look at the actual dollar volume, it's up. It's up 28.5 million or 14% this last January. Not because we sold more homes in the greater Milwaukee area, but the dollar value is so much higher. So it occurred to me, hey, you know what? Individual real estate agents are hurting because there are fewer transactions in which to participate. Yes. But if you're part of that, in other words, if you're a real estate brokerage company, hey, your revenue is probably up 14% compared to four years ago. You rates rates January of 2019 right around four and a half percent on the 30-year fixed. I okay. Just okay. So it all kind of makes sense. All right. Now here's the problem: though. listings in January there are 505 fewer listings this January compared to January of 2019. That's a 36% drop. And the other truism, though, and this, I think, has to go with the supply and demand, which is the ultimate economic law of the universe. Homes still sold faster this January. It only took 42 days for homes that sold in January to go from, hey, I'm on the market to, boom, I'm pushing away from the closing table. <laughs> that is four weeks faster, a whole month, than in January of 2019. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Okay. Uh, now, another thing we can say about uh, this January is buyers who used a buyer's agent, on average, paid 4.25% less than the original listing price. But if you use the listing agent, you got it for 3% less. So a difference of one and a quarter, which equates to $4,400 more, or, you know, it appears statistically uh -huh. that if you use an agent other than the listing agent. Here's the kicker, though. There were, f uh, no, 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 wait. There were 2,200 active single-family detached listings as of January 31st in the five-county Milwaukee area. But as we kind of saw, we saw to an extreme uh, in the case of our buyer bill looking for a condo, half, over half of the 2,200 active listings already had offers. So there were really only 1,080 active listings that did not have offers at the end of January. All right, when we come back, we're gonna turn the page. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna tell you when we come back, well, what's the inventory situation right now? Here at, as we come to the end of February. Right. Is, is it better or worse than it was at the end of January? And we're also gonna take a look at, for those uh, closed sales in February that are already reported in the MLS, what percentage of people are paying under versus over asking? 
We'll cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. That there song is called Sledgehammer. And, and, Which is what you're about to drop with these numbers about (laughs) sellers still having the juice. Uh, Yeah. All right. So uh, at the end of January, I just told everybody before the break that there were 1,080 single-family detached homes on the market in the five-county Milwaukee metro area that did not have offers. As of this morning, when I queried the multiple listing service, of which I'm a card-carrying member through Acunet Realty Advisors, there were only 904 homes that did not have offers. That is a shrinkage Mm -hmm. of 176 viewer. So please, please, please do not believe the headlines. And remember, I just told you at the in the last segment as well, though, it's different in Naples, Florida. Heck, inventory's up 123% there. Yeah. But not, doesn't matter. It, it, all, all real estate is local. I was uh, invited to be on WBBM News Radio 780 in Chicago as a guest during their uh, noon business hour. And, and that's what the host asked me. It's like, oh, hey, it's, I'm reading in the national headlines that the tide has turned and it's now going back in favor of uh, buyers. And it's like, well, it depends where you are. You know, that that's probably more true in Chicago metro yeah. area than it is in what we're seeing here in southeastern Wisconsin. You got something to add? Well, to I was going to say, not in... <laughs> Not even in Chicago. Chicago's too big. Milwaukee's too big. It's what you said. It's so granular, like your client Bill. It's there are 12 homes, 12 condos between 180 and 230. 11 of the 12 have offers, and you get to fight with, even if there's like, how many people do we think there are? Well, looking in Waukesha County, if there's four I, other I the, humans looking, I, I have the answer at least oh. four weeks ago because there were 10 offers on the on the yeah. unit that. Bill did not get his accepted offer on. So right. there were at least nine. If half nine. of them drop off, it's he's still competing with four other people. Four. And so, well, and so, and then when you get to the boots on the ground, it's, so if I think I'm going to be competing with four other people, do I really think that I have leverage as the buyer to, in nearly any of this negotiation? Probably not. So this, this is where a person shopping in the market today needs to have a knowledgeable buyer's agent, hopefully with lots of experience in the sub market or micro market in which you're shopping, right? Because you you and I were talking off the air here during the last break, the listing price, and I'm going to share numbers for February home sales so far. Well, I'll just blurt it out. 46% of Buyers who bought in February so far, as recorded in the multiple listing service, paid less than the original asking price. And uh, guess what? 40% paid more. Mm-hmm. And another 14% got it for exactly at the asking price. Go ahead. And so what, are the, what is the interesting thing about th- those numbers, David? Well, that, that when you compare it to the fervor of months and years past, that number has come down. It, probably at its peak, 60% of people were paying over the list price. Actually, Again, 71. Okay. But, but let me stand on my chair for the thousandth time and say the list price is made up. It's, uh, it's what, the buy, what the seller in their mind thinks, you know. Right. I think I should get 5% more than the last guy that sold or whatever they're thinking. 
So it's a made up number. If I could wave a magic wand at, you know, at Zillow, if I worked at Zillow and we could cross the data, you know, you said 40%, I'm going to paraphrase, 40% paid over, 40% paid under. I bet that the 40% who paid over, it's a prettier house that like for sure the price does not uh yield the same information a four hundred thousand dollar house over here and a four hundred thousand dollar house over there right if one's ugly and one's pretty so we want to apply some sort of a metric that describes condition give me a scale one through 100 how pretty is your house because you know again back to your client bill if if they're if the 13th condo comes on the market and it's hideous yeah. he may be able to write an offer that is attractive to him Correct. but but if a beautiful nicely redone oh, redone new condo comes exactly yeah. and it's and it's he's going to have competition i think all nine of the other people who wrote on the house that they all lost on are probably going to show up to this next house well because remember the one that he lost on in his first attempt first and only attempt was listed for 199.9 he offered you know basically 10 percent more at 220 uh with a really strong offer even though he was going to ultimately finance with 10 percent down he was able to write the offer with 25 percent down because they verified that mm-hmm. you know but he didn't get it so clearly you know somebody out there said i want it more than he did right right and so at a certain point when you're out there shopping uh you know depending on how many times you've not walked away with the winning winner winner circle yeah you, you might just say i don't care I'm, I'm willing to pay 25 more 25 grand more you right. know because it, i just want to get this done all right when we come back i've got a story uh, that I got that involves both selling a condo and and buying a new one. And there's also a, an article in the New York Times that uh, talked about this this weekend. It's kind of weird. Decondominimizing. We'll come back to that after the news. Right now it's time to hand it over to Wyatt Barmore-Pooley in the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so I had a conversation this last week, David, with a repeat client of ours, and uh, and then there was an article in the New York Times this weekend with exactly the same topic, and let's start out with the New York Times article. It was about a, a, a couple in Florida that had owned a condominium unit for a number of years, and now they are being forced to sell. How could that? How could they be? They're they're not delinquent on their mortgage payment, mm-hmm. and 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 what they were doing, they had rented it out. It was their residence, and they had rented it out uh, while they lived in a single family home and raised their kids. And now in retirement, they were going to come back and live in this more modest uh, condo. How is it? Who is forcing them to sell, David? Well, the I think the true answer is the association itself, correct? But behind the scenes, a private equity firm has bought the other 175 units in this development and the folks in this article are the 176th and sole remaining owners of the last unit unit. in this associate yeah in this whole development and in the bylaws what the private equity firm has done is rewritten the rules of the condo association because they have the super majority super majority to do so it used to say that 100% of the unit owners would have to agree to decondominiumize yeah. the building, and they changed it to 80%. Uh, and and uh, and so, you know, 
they're going to win. And what did the court find? They went to court to fight this out in in the well, court. Well, I think they're said, still fighting. Well, they're still fighting, but at least one ruling that went against the you know humans uh, in in the story. The owners, yeah. The owners was sorry you when you bought this condo you go in eyes wide open when you th- that the rules of the condo association can be changed that's right uh, and 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 though it is garbage on a human level legally uh, yeah. you re- they really don't have a like you joined this on. club, you should have understood what the rules of the game were when you yeah. bought it 20 years ago. All right, so along comes my past client who, um, it's a multi-layered story, but let's do the first layer of the onion. Uh, they own a home free and clear. That's their primary residence uh, in southeastern Wisconsin. And then they also own a condominium in um, a suburb of Phoenix, Okay. And guess what's happening? A private equity firm out of Chicago. Maybe it's the same one as Florida, <laughs> as the Florida story. They are buying units in their 150-unit building. Stroking and checks. It, like, hey, stroking checks. you want to close it, tomorrow? I got a bag of client, money. My client has a, an offer in hand that says, we will pay you, I think it's $340,000. Uh, close by February 28th, please. That's, amazing, That's Tuesday. Right? And we don't need an inspection and we don't need an appraisal. It is a true cash offer. And so he feels only slightly guilty in that, okay, I'm going to like sell out to the mean people who are trying to take this over. But he's like, eventually I'm going to be forced to sell. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think he read the article in the New York Times, but he could have said, like that guy in the New York Times, eventually I'm going to be forced to sell. So don't I want to take advantage of this cash offer where they're where I'm I'm playing hard to get well, put, and they want me put a put a number on it that he might get $30,000 more, you know, today than if he holds out, you know, for some time in the future and get less money. And he thinks by the way maybe he is leaving 10 or $15,000 on the table but no real estate commission. Oh, okay. So so now his thing is he wants to um buy another condo a nicer one right and so the genesis of his call was hey brian help me figure out how to finance the purchase of this 500 or five hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar new condo that i want to buy instead uh you know that's going to replace my my condo that i'm selling for 340. all right we're going to tell you what we recommended when we come back you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620, WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right, so we're talking about a, a client of ours who uh, owns a condominium that he has a cash offer on in uh, the greater Phoenix area of Arizona. He's got a cash offer for 340 and it's from a private equity firm that's trying to buy up all the units in that condominium project. So I think he's making the right decision and saying, hey, rather than wait until they might not love me and they force me to sell, uh, when they gain enough majority to do that and decondominiumize the association, yeah. the building, He's saying, you know, I think I'm going to take that and I'm going to buy an even nicer condo, but I'm going to be short on cash to the tune of one hundred and fifty to $200,000. So, Brian, 
how, how can I borrow? What, what kind of home equity products do you have that would you know help me do that? Well, luckily, he owns his primary residence in Wisconsin that's free and clear. And so I gave him the bad news that, well, you know, most people usually think of a home equity line of credit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Well, hey, the prime rate is at 7.75. And and by what are the odds that it's going to be at eight and a half, David, by June? Forty six percent by by July, it would what? be up or higher. Well, three that's fourths low? or higher. Well, I mean, there are some people who think it'd be even higher than that. So oh, a plurality seventy seven percent think it'll be okay, at eight so. and a half or higher. Okay, and, and so it's like, hey, how does that sound? He's like, oh, nope. Do you have any adjustable rate mortgages that might do the trick, Brian? Uh, no, you know, because we have this thing called the inverted yield curve where short-term rates are greater than long-term rates. Yeah. Yeah. So adjustable rate mortgages in this interest rate cycle are not providing any relief. But when I talked to him on Thursday, I think it was, I said, I could get you a nice 6.625 30-year fixed rate cash out refinance. Now that may have gone up by the end of the day Friday, but at least as of Thursday, I said, I can do that for you. Lend you two hundred grand, yeah, and the the total loan costs on that <clears throat> zero. Sweet, that's if we got an appraisal waiver. Oh, which we did. I just so did like, this for a client of the same thing. I mean, it's you using because what you did was what's the smartest, easiest, best priced way I can lend you money, you know because in the end he's going to take the money out of his house in Wisconsin pair that with his proceeds That's and right. pay cash for the house in Arizona Correct. versus directly financing a second home condo in Arizona is going to be a worse Painful. rate yes than that, that is what the he could get on his Wisconsin home is yes occupancy now matters and and uh, and second homes are now priced a lot more like investment properties. Yeah. Whereas for a long time it was like, oh, it's a second home, a vacation home, priced it the same as your primary residence. Well, that has changed in a major way, and so he's 100% comfortable with that. Now we're just waiting for him to find the um, new condominium that he wants to buy. Oh. Okay. The the other interesting. It well, can I just can we just talk yeah. strategy on that too? Because yeah. I. I have a client that closed, uh, I think we it literally took us 10 calendar days from application to they closed on their cash out refinance because you, uh, you, you I was hoping your, your face would be more impressed. 10 calendar days. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm sorry. Wow, David, yeah. 10 calendar 10 days? 10 calendar days. That is mighty speedy. <laughs> because their house is free and clear, but they want to go buy a house up in, I think it was Door County. Okay. And so, A, it was the smartest way Use, to yeah. borrow the money, but also, I mean, for them particularly, Door County, uh, competitive. Lots of people want to be buying affordable yeah. second homes up that way. And so, either for my client or for your client, us helping them have the pile of cash Correct. to write a cash offer. Yep. Uh, is going to make them competitive in an even thinner market for second homes at an affordable range. So we're, we are doing exactly that. We're proceeding with processing the cash out refinance. Cool. And, um, 
so that we are ready to pounce. Remember, when you take money out of your primary residence and you close on Monday, you don't get the cash until Friday. So there is a built-in three business day delay because you are borrowing on your primary residence. That's a federal law that cannot be waived. And and so this is just all about helping people figure out the smartest way to get to from A to B. It's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a cash out pre-approval almost, right? Because you want to be Correct. ready before before you fall in love with the second home. Be ready with a pile of money to write a right. true cash off. But we're not going to actually close until he has the accepted offer sure. on, on, on the new house. The, the other interesting thing is that I think this last fall, or maybe it was a year ago, time, time is kind of weird here post-pandemic, um, they had a condo to sell in Menominee Falls, and we had the buyers... And well, if we got time, I want to get to your story first. When we okay. come back, David's going to tell us a good story. If we have time, then I'll tell the, the what do you call it, the epilogue to, uh, to my sure. client's story because it's, it's odd. When we come back, that's what we're going to do. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. That's Brian Wickert. Uh, if you have a question or comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. All right, Dad, so I uh, had a client get an accepted offer this week. Hey, what do hey, you know? Hey, that hey. happens. Okay, and, despite and, tight inventory. Right, well, and in a price range that per your client, you know, Bill, not his real name, uh, so this home was in a condo between, I'm going to say 100 and $150,000. And there's a, you know, a, a larger pool of people I'm going to say looking in that price range, you know, oh. compared to any others. I and, would think you'd be fighting off investors too. Correct. Well, so my client with the help of a gift from the aunt out in California got okay. the accepted offer. All right. Uh, and hallelujah, uh, she. So you know, we 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 get going, we send out disclosures, we order the appraisal, all that jazz, and then she texts me. Uh, you know, hey, do you have a minute to connect? Uh, you know, I have an update um, because I'm I'm thinking I I have an, a job offer letter from a new employer. Wait, well, how wait, is she? Does she live in Milwaukee now? Yes, so she lives in Milwaukee, just a different employer here in the Milwaukee area. Same so we, line of work, right? Same line of work. So we get on the phone. And so I should back up. The reason why I was so relieved that she messaged me was we've had clients who um, don't give us the heads up that they are thinking about or are changing jobs. Most clients do. But for anyone listening out there or agents who have clients, uh, if you are about to change jobs during the Mid- middle of your either your pre-approval process, because we want to revisit yeah. you know that again, or if you have an accepted offer and you're thinking about taking a new job, that can Time be okay. But but please be. call one eight hundred Accurate. Yeah, because she had gotten this job offer letter. But I, there's this guy that I listen to on the radio. He says, the devil's always in the details. Oh, mm-hmm. I think that's you. Oh, yeah. Because it's great that she wants to take this new job. And so we can use 
future income uh, to to lend someone, to give somebody a mortgage, where basic, if you're closing... Go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, the basic idea is you need to have a job to pay back the mortgage, right? And so if you're changing jobs, we need to document that because it's a real... Pro what every lender on the planet Earth now does is about three days before closing, we call your employer and say... Hey, Acunet Mortgage, does David Wickard still work there? And if they say no, that is a hard stop. So don't right. think that, well, I gave you my pay stub and my W-2, and then that's the end of it. I can do whatever I want between now and closing. Uh-uh. We are going to double-check your employment and your credit before you close. Go ahead, David, now. So, so, what, so the next level loan consulting by all loan consultants at Acunet Mortgage is uh, her name. Let's say her name's Linda. Okay, Linda. That's awesome. I'm so glad for you on the new job. Before you say yes, yeah. can you please send me the PDF of the offer letter? Because Very I important. would like I would like to review the language within your offer letter to make sure that when you say yes to your new job, that that's going to be okay, that we can still help you buy this house so on the wait, timeline of your contract. Wait a minute. We, we can close? Let's say on, uh, I'm going to make this up, March 15th, using income. Let's say she's starting her new job on April 1st. That's okay? All right, I knew yes. the answer to that. I'm saying yes, that it with is. fake. All right, so, Dad, I'm, so I got her I got her offer letter. I'm going to read you the sentence. Uh, okay, I'm ready. My, my, Jason Hansen, our operations manager and fellow managing owner, and I reviewed the offer letter. Here's Here's the sentence. Uh, very excited to have you join our team, making X dollars per hour, working approximately 40 hours per week based on patient volume. Ooh. How, how does that feel? Squishy. Squishy. How, what number am I supposed to use? Approximately 40? Well, do you mean 30? Exactly. And so for future, for future yeah. income, there can be no squishiness. It no needs squishy. to read... It needs, and so this is what I said to Linda, my client. I said, if I, if I put, if you take this job and I put this offer letter in front of an underwriter, mm -hmm. I will not be able to help you buy a house That's because right. the because the way this is worded is too way squishy. too squishy. Do you think that HR would be willing to revise the way that they're presenting you this offer letter so that I can use your future, future job? Yeah. We're still waiting to hear back from HR if they're, you know, going to be willing to make this stronger. Because I, I and I would settle for a minimum of thirty-five hours or whatever, you know, whatever. Exactly. Right? I would rather have a minimum as opposed to approximately. Exactly. And take out so, the thing based on pa patient load. Exactly. But this is the details. I'm so glad she called because, of course, she. You know what she said. It was more important to buy the house than the new job because it's harder to find a house than it is to find a new job right now. When you're in healthcare, apparently. Well, part, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's a great story because it, it reflects so many things. Hey, which which is harder, a job or or to or find a a, an affordable condo? And then it's also. Uh, it looks like we're headed for a successful conclusion. Yeah. All right. That's all we have time for today, folks. Please tune in next week for the next chapter in the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show. You've been listening to our show on AM620 WTMJ.
The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.